0: Film Giesers Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm here with Cheeto. Hello. And today we're going to discuss probably what's um, most overlooked part of a film, and that's the film score. Mm. Um, and we're going to discuss some of our favourite scores, soundtracks to films. Um, a lot of John Williams on mine.
1: Yeah, i have the same as uh, well.
0: Because I do think he's probably the best film composer. Yeah. So I'm going to move on. Uh, my first choice is a John Williams one. It's called Star Wars, uh, Force Theme, Binary Sunset. And the, the Force theme is a musical theme repeated and renditioned across the musical score of the Star Wars saga. And the theme is a signature line of music and one of the most recognisable of John Williams' Star Wars motifs. It's also known as Binary Sunset and serves as a light motif for the Force being present in all films of the Star Wars saga, although it was originally intended by Williams to be the theme of Obi-Wan, Ben Kenobi. It was introduced in Episode 4, New Hope, when Princess Princess Leia gives R2-D to the Death Star plans, Its most prominent inclusion was in the scene where Luke Skywalker gazes out to the twin sons of Tatooine and later in the film the theme plays as Luke comes upon his uh, burning homestead and when a TIE fighter chases him during the battle over the Death Star. It once again starts near the end of this battle when Obi-Wan Kenobi starts talking to Luke and lastly in a new Hope, the theme plays twice during the victory celebration scene. So yeah, it was intended initially to be sort of theme tune of Obi-Wan you know what I didn't actually know that yeah um but it's it is present throughout the whole Star Wars saga
1: yeah because even in like uh, Empire Return it still plays that same score but it's slightly like remixed Masters, isn't it yeah
0: yeah I mean even if um we tend to find even even with some of the remakes and reboots even if John Williams hasn't scored it, they will base, whatever composers will base the music on his original soundtrack. Yeah, so we'll listen to a little bit of that. Just you know, <laughs> I've got, yeah, I got no. goosebumps and to listen to it. Listen drops, to it. it just, you know. Well, you got the oboe on its own, and then it just mm. suddenly crescendos into the orchestra. Yeah. Just a beautiful piece of music. So, what's your first uh, one?
1: Well, my first one is Arrival to Earth, and it's by uh, a relative unknown, Steve Jablonsky. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm, uh uh-huh, Yeah. Ser- I certainly didn't. Before. So,
0: what what actual film is that uh, from? It's in
1: Transformers films. Right. Yeah, it first shows up in Transformers One, but it's obviously because it's the main theme. It's played throughout. Yeah. But the reason why it's on my list is because it's it's it just sounds huge. It's this epic score and it's fit for a film as big as a blockbuster uh, Transformers. Um, it's very inspiring. It really gets you going. Uh, it's no coincidence that these also personality traits of the main character Optimus Prime. Yeah. I, I just think that, it, like I said, it it fits this film so well. It's this huge blockbuster and. You know, if you say you heard this piece of music, you know it's from a huge blockbuster like Transformers. Yeah. So, this is this is it.
0: Cool. So we're going to listen to a bit of that. Arrival to Earth. Mm. Nice piece of music, mm. and um, you get there's a lot of that go. It almost has a Celtic feel because you've got like yeah. the 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 cor- chorus over the top mm. of that as well.
1: But yeah, it's 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 one of those ones. That even if you haven't watched Transformers, you know the thing, don't you? Yeah. it's it's iconic. Yeah, but that's why it's on my list. Okay. Right, your next. Yeah,
0: my next one is the theme from Lawrence of Arabia. Mm. Um, the score was composed by Maurice Jarre. He was little known at the time, and he was only selected after William Walton and Malcolm Arnold. Had provided unavailable, and he was given six weeks to compose two hours of orchestral music well, for Lawrence. Just fully come up with yep. it. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the score was performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Mm. Uh, so Adrian Paul is listed as the conductor of the score in the film's credits, but he couldn't conduct most of the score due in part to his failure to adapt to the intricate timings of each cue. So Jar actually replaced him and conducted it himself. Um, and he actually won an Academy Award wow. for the music score, and it's substantially original. It's now considered one of the greatest scores of all time, ranking number three on the AFI's top twenty-five film scores. For somebody who's little little known to come and win, win a, No, write it in six weeks. Is it just because normally yeah.
1: pre-production, you get your the person, you get your musician, and then they, they uh. Have all this time to create this whole soundtrack, but that's amazing. Yeah,
0: so we're going to listen to a bit of that.
1: Really fits with the genre like a yeah. war epic, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: You know, we've got sort of the, the sort of expanse of the desert, mm-hmm. and then you've got like at the end of this the little bit, just almost sound Arabic. Yeah, you know, so it
1: sort of, it sort of tells a story, doesn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's what I love about film scores. Right, so your next one, right, my next is Battle of the Heroes, and it's composed by John Williams, and it's from Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of the Sith, and uh, we had a rule here where. One theme from each franchise, we weren't allowed to go overboard, so I'll just pick what my favourite um, favorite piece of music is from Star Wars. Like, There's loads, there is many. I could have a top ten and they'd all be there. Yeah. But uh, the reason why this is on my list, because it is my favourite piece of music from my favourite film franchise, uh, John Williams is the GOAT uh, of a movie composer, and he doesn't disappoint with this rollercoaster of a score. This is played by Anakin, Obi-Wan Battle, uh, it's epic emotional. It really does explain what the two are thinking as they battle. Like I said, it, it tells a story in itself, in itself and you can just tell it's a John Williams score and you can tell it's a Star Wars score as well. Yeah. So this is... This is a-
0: okay, so let's listen to a piece of that. They are, I, yeah, I, that yeah. It's
1: got that epicness, yeah. like style with epicness.
0: Well, I know it's like um, obviously in the prequels, Williams just did go more epic, like mm. um, from Phantom Menace, Duel of Fates, yeah, and not just orchestral, but the the actual uh, choir as well.
1: Oh, it's the thing with the prequels. Obviously, they um, increased the level of uh, <clears throat> like uh, skill that the. Shown that the uh, Jedi and Sith had with the lightsabers, so yeah. they made them a lot more elaborate. So that he had to—that's yeah. the one thing he got right. wasn't it, would bad pickles was John Williams' scores. So. But
0: it's like all this, most of this music—you, you, you know—you could have it stand alone, and it's still a great piece yeah, yeah. of music. Oh,
1: I've I've already done a spot. Okay,
0: okay. So my next is um, the main theme from First Man, mm. uh, composed by Justin Hurwitz. Now he worked with. Um, Damien Chazelle on La La Land and Wimplash. So that's what you tend to find. You tend to find a lot of directors working with the same composers. Yeah. Um, it was performed on a 94-piece orchestra, but he actually used instruments of the, the time from the 60s, including a theremin, Moog synthesizer, um, Leslie Speakers and Echoplex to give it that kind of contemporary feel as well. Mm. Um the theme is actually used throughout the whole film um and this piece is actually played um as they're landing on the moon yeah and it it it, it sense you know it gives you a sense of loneliness and beauty so yeah i just think it's a beautiful piece of music um it's not an epic kind of, you know in a, in a way
1: it's one more complex com- yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah
0: so we'll listen to that
1: Hell is from a space film. It sounds it's, very Apollo thirteen. Yeah.
0: 13. but this—that's this, played when Armstrong and Aldrin are actually landing. You know, they're trying to find a landing place on the moon, mm. and it does give you that sense, it, a feeling of jeopardy, doesn't it? Like you were yeah. saying, it's like that. You know, anything could—it it could all go wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. a brilliant piece of music. Yeah. So your next piece. Right.
1: My next piece is "Club to Death" by Rob Dugan. Um, I believe he actually was. A he wasn't actually a film composer.
0: What film was that from?
1: It's from The Matrix, Matrix, but he wasn't actually a film composer. He just made this piece of music and they chose chose it for this. So um, the reason why it's on my list is because for me personally, even though how good the movie The Matrix is, uh, the score is the most memorable thing about the movie. That's what I take away. I know, of course, there'll be Matrix super fans that will love the film, but for me, what I take away from the movie most is the theme. Uh, it's, it's like... It's just cool. It's like modern for all the time and perfectly accompanies the film. Uh, the Matrix wouldn't be anything near as good without this piece of music, and it's just different because, like I said, the, this piece of music wasn't exactly made for the film. They just chose it, so yeah. it gives it that different like vibe sort of thing. But this is this is
0: the reason Okay, like. well, let's listen to it. Club to death.
1: But where it doesn't exactly sound like a film. No, style, it
0: doesn't. Does it? it just sounds like a normal kind of.
1: And it doesn't sound like it should be with the, with a the film yeah. the film like The Matrix. But it just is a cool theme. So yeah, I love I love the theme. Oh, cool. all right. All well. On to your next.
0: Yeah, my next is um from the Superman soundtrack, Planet Krypton. Now we did say not with that. We we tried to pick um when we're going through. <clears throat> selecting films, we, we were trying to maybe steer away from the main yeah, theme. Yeah, main theme, everyone knows. Because everyone it. knows the Superman theme. I thought, you know, this, this is still a, a really really emotional piece of music as well. Um, originally, uh, Jerry Goldsmith uh, was going to uh, compose the music. He'd actually worked with Don on The Omen. Yeah. Um, and actually, he, he wrote the soundtrack to uh, Planet of the Apes, and some of his work from Planet of the Apes was actually used in some of the teaser trailers for it. Oh wow! But then he dropped out, and John Williams was hired. Um, he conducted the London Sim- Symphony Orchestra, and the music was one of the last pieces to come into place. Uh, the, the main title was actually released as a single. And I think it number eighty-one in the charts. Yeah, like I said, it's on, it's on yeah. that Spotify playlist. So. And the fact is, Williams liked the film that it, it was. It didn't wasn't too seriously. And it had kind of a theatrical camp feel to it. Um, and Williams got a, a, a Academy Award nomination, but he lost out to um, Giorgio Moroder's score for Midnight Express. So, this is Planet Krypton from Superman.
1: Well,
0: I love that it starts off really slowly, mm. starts off really quiet, then it just builds that crescendo. It's got the uh, the chorus over the, the choir over the top of it as well. That
1: seems to be a, a running thing with John Williams. Yeah. He loves he loves yeah. the chorus.
0: So yeah, it just <laughs> again, just I've got yeah. <laughs> you know no, it, gives it gives you, you chills. You, it, gives you it really goosebumps.
1: does, and it is an epic film. For yeah, they, like you'd expect it in a film with Superman, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: so. you would expect. It's got to. For, a, for an epic character like Superman, you've got to have an epic scar. Mm, so. and, it,
1: and for me, Superman has is all about that hope, and that, is, that yeah. is very much about like that, isn't it? You yeah, it is, that.
0: yeah.
1: Right. My next one is uh, Like a Dog Chasing Cars, and uh, it's from the film The Dark Knight, and it's composed by Hans Zimmer. Uh, this particular piece of music, the reason why it's called Like a Dog Chasing Cars is because um, it first plays when uh, the Joker... Says like a dog chasing cars, and it's this action packed, uh, like a uh, car chase scene. And, um, even though I think that John Williams is the goat, I think that Hans Zimmer is one of the greatest composers of all time, you know, just his resume alone. Uh, this piece of music is perfect for the Dark Knight, it's emotional, huge, and epic. Even though it, this is played throughout the film, it really accompanies the ending the best as well. Um, it just fits so well, and it really does heighten the scene. I must admit, I do shed a few tears at the end of the, this film and it's in large part to do with the score. So
0: yeah. All right. is it. So I'm sure we listen to that. Here we go.
1: It's yeah. just an epic score, isn't it? That's now,
0: bit... if I'd never heard that before and I had to guess, I would guess it was Hans Zimmer. Yeah, you can just tell, yeah. Of here,
1: but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's another um epic score you'd expect to go with a with a iconic character like yeah. Batman, so, definitely. Yeah, on it,
0: okay. On. Uh, mine's from Apollo 13, yep. And I've chosen, um, I am chosen the main theme, I've chosen the uh, it's the end of the film, it's called Reentry and Splashdown, it's where. The command module's just um, about to enter so orbit. Mm. Um, they're not sure whether the heat shields have been damaged. They're not sure if the parachute's are going to open. And it's during that period, there's like a four-minute blackout where there's no radio contact. Um, um, is it J- James Horner, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Um, the music features solos by Annie Lennox and Tim Morrison on the trumpet. And there's a very military feel to it. The actual theme, you've got like a... The sort of lone trumpet like a bugle and the sort of drums as well give it that kind of military feel. Um, he won an Academy Award nomination for the score. Um, he's known for integrating choral, electronic elements and for his frequent use of motifs associated with Celtic music. Uh, and unfortunately, he he died in a plane crash in 2015. Um, he's also known for his collaboration with James Cameron, so he, he scored Titanic. He scored um Avatar as well. Um, he's worked on Field of Dreams. Yeah, he's so a lot of Yeah, it. so he's, he's got he's his... the one you can tell it's a James Courner, yeah, exactly. can't you? So listen to a little bit of this. This is re entry and splashdown from Apollo thirteen. You can see the 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 use of a lone trumpet yeah. and the drums give it a very like a like say a military it's feel. Very emotional yeah. um,
1: piece of music, and it also uh, just heightens. I mean, the, the ending wouldn't be anywhere near yeah as good if it wasn't for that piece of music. It just...
0: Then you've got the um, you've got the sort of Celtic style mm-hmm. vocals and the Lennox over it as well, which yeah. kind of just lift it as well. So yeah, it's it
1: accompanies the film so well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah so uh my next piece of music is uh called new fish uh, it's in the short redemption and it's by thomas newman um thomas newman is one of those composers you know that it's a thomas newman score just by how it sounds and this is no exception i mean um he's done i think he's done finding nemo american beauty green miles and the, you can all tell their thomas newman scores you know uh new fish is played when andy arrives at the prison this is already a scene filled with emotions, and this helps to heighten these emotions. Um, it's almost hauntingly beautiful, and they, these, you know, there's those are the reasons why it's on my list. But, yeah, it's definitely my favourite. Even though The Short Shank is a, is a film filled with brilliant... Uh, yeah, the whole soundtrack is brilliant. This is just a personal favourite of mine, so. so...
0: This is from Short Shank.
1: You know, people people assume with with every film score it's going to be epic, you know. But this this just it needed to be that like mellow, yeah. like, you know, piece of music. Yeah, know, it's very a,
0: simplistic on a piano. But well, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a
1: piano. And he loves he loves a bit of synth and yeah. just accompanies that scene so well. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Nice, right. yeah. 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 Uh, my next one is from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Uh, but instead of choosing like the, the Raiders theme. I've and Marion's theme. Yeah. Um, John Williams again, um, frequent collaborator with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Um, he said the music didn't have to be serious for the film and was instead theatrical and excessive, which you do find. It's very big, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, it, it, it is. Once
1: again, it goes with the couch. Yeah, because
0: there is. The, you know, Indiana Jones films are. There's comedic elements in it as well, yeah. so it's not it's not a, a you know
1: it's not serious serious
0: drama. So, um, yeah, for this this is a romantic theme. Williams took inspiration from older films like the drama *Now Voyager*, um, and he thought that would contrast well with the humor and lighter moments. And then he used the darker set orchestral pieces on a bottom scale to represent the actions of the Nazis. So you do find that, you know, it does contrast um the music played when Nazis are on screen and um and he wanted it he, he wanted to create something that was suitably biblical biblical, biblical sorry, <laughs> for the Ark of the Covenant. So he used mm. a mix of chorus and orchestra. Mm. But this is uh, Marion's theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: think sometimes sort of john williams like the amount of stuff he's done just how yeah. does he keep on coming up
0: but it does it, it it you can tell it's a romantic piece mm. it does feel like from an older film yeah because yeah, yeah. obviously raiders is is set in the 30s you you, you kind of get that like from, a, yeah like the golden age of hollywood yeah sort of.
1: yeah, oh, yeah so yeah um my next is no time for caution and it's from the film interstellar and once again it's another hands in i have a lot of hands in my um Interstellar's soundtrack is legendary. Uh, It's like what it's known for. It's like one of the backbones of this film. Uh, Hans Zimmer really pulled out all the stops to create the music for this film. Uh, No Time for Caution is my favourite piece of music from the soundtrack. Uh, The theme theme plays throughout, uh, but it's most impactful in the docking
0: scene. Um, It's it's another space film, isn't it? So it's it's a big film. It's an epic film. So it's got to be... The soundtrack has to match that, doesn't it? Hundred
1: percent, and it's a very emotional scene and it helps emphasize these emotions. But like I said, it's it's the actual main like uh, way how the, how the soundtrack is played throughout the film is different. So at the start, it's, it's very mellow. Um, then you have got like a chase scene that it heightens it, but then this this scene just it's perfect for the it's the docking scene when they um, dock onto the, the space station it just. Fits it perfectly, so yeah, this is...
0: No time for caution from Interstellar.
1: no one way you know it's a Hans Zimmer one isn't it and but
0: again you know it was a space film yeah. and it, it actually is similar to to first man yeah i would think mm-hmm. because you you got the overarching sort of orchestral piece and then underneath you've got the kind of on a different different uh, tempo mm-hmm. it's like the kind of
1: oh i also feel that it's um it, it tells a story because obviously uh they need to do their mission to save up like earth yeah and when they're docking like everything's like on them docking and this just adds to the tension doesn't yeah it, it it does yes. yeah building theme okay, okay. Well, cool.
0: next? well next one is is jazz uh, it's the main theme from jazz this is a piece of music that everybody could play yeah. on a piano <laughs> 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 um John Williams, again, he composed the score, which earned him an Academy Award, and it was ranked, ranked sixth greatest score by the American Film Institute the yeah. AFI, which uh, the main sharp theme is basically played two notes, alternating pattern. Yeah. Um, either it's an E and an F or an F and an F sharp, and it just became a classic piece of music.
1: Well, sometimes simplicity is the yeah. best, isn't it? Um,
0: yeah, it's it's... William described the theme as grinding, grinding away at you just as a shark would do, instinctual, relentless and unstoppable. It's funny, when, when Williams demonstrated his idea to Spielberg, Spielberg actually thought it was a joke. <laughs>
1: yeah, full foul. Yeah.
0: Um, but also the rest of the score, um, he, Williams saw similarities between jars and Pirate movies. So at other po- points in the score, there's a the bit where they're chasing the shark on the orca yeah. and it's a very very sort of that pirate-esque makes, music sense, yeah. yeah um and it's kind of fun and entertaining as well and, and spielberg said that without the score the, the film would have been half as successful which is true of a it's lot of the films How important yeah. the soundtracks are. and this is the this is the one that really jump-started williams career yeah. so this is the main theme from jaws That it, you just feel danger from it, don't you? You yeah, feel yeah. that impending doom. You could play that over Psycho yeah. or Halloween, and it would still have the same impact. Well, it's it's
1: it is exactly like, like a shark It's it's creeping up on you, and it yeah. attacks you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? and once again, when soundtracks can tell a story on their own, it's just yeah. they're just amazing. Yeah. And it's it's fit for a blockbuster as big as Jaws yeah. as well. So yeah. Right, my next is we've actually got. Uh, our first one by Alan Silvestri today Mm -hmm. Um, it's from Avengers Endgame and it's called Portals Uh, I may be slightly biased because I witnessed this piece of music in the cinema when I first saw the film Uh, but it's amazing it just builds on the original Avengers theme it's best build up to a film so I can think of Uh, this theme plays when the Avengers fight Thanos' army and I still get goosebumps listening to it two years later Um, I must admit this is a theme where you really do have to watch the film with it because it just they accompany themselves so well and this uh it just heightens the battle scene so even though the battle scene's epic as it, is, it just heighten helps heighten that battle scene and yeah that's why it's on my list
0: okay so this is portals from avengers endgame <laughs>
1: the Avengers theme the original Avengers theme uh, it's it's a theme that a lot of people that never watched Avengers will know as well and it just it's it just is epic and it and once again it, it perfectly fits the type of film that Avengers is like a big blockbuster yeah. and it is a battle it is a battle theme isn't it so, yeah it is yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah that's why it's on my list
0: cool. yeah my next one is um, the main theme from the good the bad you know, the ugly Um, I could have chosen any any El Morricone piece, but the reason I chose this one was just because it it kind of defied convention. Because what Leone, Sergio Leone, who directed it, he and actually Morricone, they um, scored the film before they even started shooting, which is, you know, normally you score the film in post-production, the composer will watch a rough cut of the film and, and compose it, and then they'll... Um, they'll actually record it along with shoot, you know, showing a, yeah. a copy of the film. They didn't. They actually scored the film, recorded it before they started shooting. Um, and so the film actually, the music helped inspire the film instead of the film inspiring the music. So yeah, he actually shot the film along along with the music and they actually played it on set, and he he actually, some of the camera movements are are moved along with the music, it's coordinated with the music. That's so unique, it's so rare as well. So this is the main theme from The Good, the Bad and the Ugly.
1: How great that is because I'm. I've only watched a few westerns. I've never believe it, don't shoot me. I've never actually seen the film, but I still know what theme that's from, yeah. and you can just tell it is a western. The
0: thing about Murray Carney's music is it's unique. I've never he, I've never heard anybody, you know, c- compose in the way that he does. You know, uh, unless they're actually trying to do like a spoof or a parody yeah. of it, it's just yeah you just tell her his... I've never heard any music like that no, in no. other films so that's why it's just so brilliant
1: no it's a brilliant film right um, my next is Terminator 2 and it's the main th- this is the the only main theme on my list uh, it's composed by Brad Fidel and in a- 1984 relatively unknown composer Brad Fidel come up with one of the greatest film scores in history the Terminator's theme is Dark and Mysterious when he t- when he returned for its sequel, like Paul's, he just built on it and made it even better. It's more badass, and it kicks the hinges off the door, just like Terminator Two itself. You know, you can tell because um, they're two completely different themes are, even though they're, they're the same uh, actual piece of music. They're just the first one's very dark and mysterious, where this one is just it's just action packed. And like I said, it, it it's no coincidence that uh, the the as the uh, film changed tones so did the soundtrack so
0: this is, okay. this is the main theme from Terminator 2
1: but in the theme you can actually hear mechanical sounds and yeah. you can hear fire yeah. and the mechanical sounds is probably to do with the Terminator you know he's it's yeah. bit machine yeah. and the fire there's um, it's, in Terminator 2 there's a lot of scenes showing yeah. the, the explosion isn't there and yeah. it just, it's
0: just such a brilliant thing. yeah that's really yeah uh, I love Terminator Yeah. Mm-hmm. like you say it's, it's, it's the original theme was great, but that, that just got it's just another layers, isn't it? Really, yeah. You can
1: you can tell the the um you got a lot more money to do that. Yeah, just
0: it's... but it may just evolution of a composer as well. Yeah, you know, they maybe get better as, as they. Brilliant piece of music, yeah, though, so, definitely. Yeah. On to the next. So my next one is actually a piece by Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the called the Battle, and it's from Gladiator. Um, it's also, He composed it alongside with Lisa Gerrard, who, who provides the vocals for it. Um, originally he was planning to use an Israeli vocalist called Ofra Haza, who he'd worked with on uh, Prince of Egypt, but unfortunately she died in 2000, so um, he chose Lisa Gerrard. Um, he got into a little bit of <laughs> a problem because he was sued by the Holst Foundation um, oh. because some of the music they they said has been noted as being similar to Holst, um Mars the Bringer of War from the Planet Suite. Did it ever um Did he ever get on? I don't know what the result was of that. Um but yeah, this is uh you can tell because I when listening to the music from in um Interstellar, you could tell immediately that it was a uh, Hans Zimmer, yeah. very similar yeah. music. So this is the battle from Gladiator. <laughs>
1: Once again, Gladiator is filled with brilliant themes, but that is a,
2: yeah.
1: a quintessential theme where you would want it to be played while you're in battle. Mm-hmm. And, you can, and I love how Gladiator starts off with the battle, so it puts you right yeah. into it. And it's just it gives you goosebumps. Again, it? it's
0: use, you've got that use of a chorus. Mm. Um, sorry, uh, the um, vocals yeah. over the top of that, which just yeah, just adds another level to yes, it. You're rolled up, done yeah, yeah and definitely what you want in the battle. So <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's brilliant. Um, Right, my next piece of music is called The Penitent Man Pass. Uh, it's another John Williams one, and it's from uh, the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, John Williams once again proves that he's the best with this piece of music. Uh, like Battle of the Heroes, I think that the Indiana Jones franchise has some of the best scores ever. It just proves how great this piece of music is that I specifically chose The Penitent Man Pass. It's emotional and inspiring. It fits the end to this film perfectly. It just belongs in Indiana Jones film. And once again, it's... it's it's not the 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 main so called main theme of this film, but it plays throughout, doesn't it? And I think um, it is most effective at the end, and it just the ending wouldn't be anywhere near as brilliant and feel as epic, and the stakes are more than if this film wasn't in the film. So
0: it's got to be difficult when you're doing sort of sequels, um, not to repeat yourself, yeah, and you have to come up with. Um, New pieces that fit within the, fit within the other music mm. scores will be new and different. Yeah, and unique and um, he hit the nail on the head. Yeah, did he? I
1: mean, it sounds almost like it should be played in the church, yeah. do not it? And we've
0: got, you've got, you've obviously got the Raiders March, which is going to be in, you know, all yeah. all of the films, but maybe slightly different from film to film, possibly. So there's still going to be some some pieces of music going to be common to all, but then you've got to come up with. Um, pieces that fit in with, with the theme of the rest of the films, but also new, and but follow, like you say, you know, um Last Crusade is about the search for the Holy Grail, so there's a lot of religious um, yeah. iconography in that film as well.
1: Even though they all, all are, but this one is yeah. specifically the yeah. plot, it's properly about is isn't it? And
0: yeah. It just fits. So, yeah, it just captures that. It's a, it's a brilliant thing. Really well. So this is The Penance of Man Will Pass from... Um, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade.
1: Really, is a
0: brilliant piece yeah. of music because uh, it's it almost takes you back to those kind of nineteen uh, sort of forties, fifties religious like Ten Commandments. You can yeah. imagine Chan <laughs> Heston coming down with a, with a you <laughs> know, or Jesus of Nazareth, ne- uh, or could, Ben Hur.
1: Yeah, I could see that being in lots of <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's very because obviously the the ending is in the desert, isn't it? Yeah, and it just it...
0: Well, like I say it evokes that kind of you know that classic kind of religious movie it's, a, it's an epic huge score. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another piece by um, John Williams is Jurassic Park and that's the main theme mm. um, so what Williams said about this he said as with Close Encounters of the Third Kind another Spielberg film he scored he needed to write pieces that would convey a sense of awe and fascination given it dealt with the overwhelming happiness and excitement that would emerge from seeing live dinosaurs which you can imagine, yeah, it's you know, got to be uh it's got to match that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and so in turn obviously the more suspenseful scenes such as the Tyrannosaurus attack obviously require frightening themes. So this is the main theme from Jurassic Park. Um, so you you imagine what, what you imagine seeing a dinosaur for the first time and then listen along to this and it's brilliant. <laughs>
1: Uh, I've, I've been watching this
0: film for years and you've obviously seen yeah. it. Like, so, yeah, it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. yeah, it's just... I, what I love about it, a lot of John Williams' scores, is it starts off really small yeah. and it just builds this crescendo. And again, it just gives you, gives you goosebumps. It's you just want to be wow. like, welcome to it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i any film those, I do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So your final one.
1: Right. My final piece of music is called Time and it's from the film Inception and once again it's another Hans Zimmer one Yeah, uh, one of my favourite films of all time just happens to have one of my favourite pieces of music ever period uh, it feels huge and it's very emotional Hans Zimmer is one of the best resumes thanks to this piece of music uh, it is used throughout the film but it is most effectively used at the end and I can't help but shed a few tears while this is playing this is why it's on my list but this is um, of course he's had a really long career but Inception it, um, I'd say, the Batman films of the mid two thousands, and then stretching long into the mid twenty tens is when Hans Zimmer was basically doing everything. And the fact that we're still able to do like these unique themes over and over again just shows how why he's one of the greatest of all time. And yeah, this is this is
0: who's it so Good. this this piece is called time and it's from inception
1: it Just feels epic, yeah. doesn't it? And it is just a in Zimmer.
0: Well, because obviously Inception is quite a, it's quite a complicated, mm. um quite a complicated story, uh multi layered. So I guess you need you need the the uh, soundtrack to reflect that as well. Mm.
1: But again, I think it is um, it's it's quite simple, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like an up and a down. But yeah. it's just when you add in add in those Zimmer like. I to call it tropes, but you it, those things that Hans Zimmer does so well, like yeah. the backing synth and stuff, it's just it's an amazing things. Yeah, again,
0: fits. you tell it you can tell it's Zimmer yeah, piece. 100%, yeah. So, yeah. Good. I well, think that's that's all That's I it, it yeah. 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 Um I really enjoyed that. I yeah. thought it was good.
1: Because we really do love yeah. everything about the film, including soundtracks.
0: Yeah. Like I say they're often overlooked, but like Spielberg says, you know, a sound a soundtrack can can be 50% of your film um going back to Star Wars I think when when it when the rough cut of Star Wars was shown without the soundtrack I think people were a little bit uh, apprehensive but then when you know when that soundtrack when you put the music in there it just makes a film so oh, it yeah, to film. yeah definitely So all that's left is for me to thank Cheeto thank you, um, uh, thank you for joining us. I uh, hope you tune in again next week um just check out our website. Uh, filmgeezers.com we're on uh, Facebook Instagram Twitter Um,
1: we've got YouTube we've got TikTok as well we post daily
0: yeah Um,
2: so thank you for joining us and hopefully see you next week thank you bye bye